This is Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, and you are listening to the first Yomim Neroyim special of the season. Here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, as we prepare to usher in the year of Tav Shem Pei Dal, 5784. And this year is being sponsored by Rav Daniel Eisenberg, Lili Nishmas, our grandfather, Moshe ben Yosef, Allah Vashalom, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. His yard site was last week on Dalid Elul, which now tells us that we are well into Chodesh Elul, which means that our preparations for the Yom Amiroyim should be well underway, as we have really, in some sense, already entered the Yom Amiroyim, which is actually what we're about to talk about right now. And that is the season itself, the times that we are in. There are actually multiple names that are given to these times, and perhaps different reasons that I want to explore right now. So, for one, we already referred to this particular season as the Yom Amiroyim, the days of awe, right? We know that Norah, perhaps in modern Hebrew, means something that is awful and terrible and seemingly having negative connotations. And perhaps in a certain sense, that is what has happened to the word terrible and awful, which we find in some of the old Machzarim. When we uh, try to translate Norah, sometimes they refer to Hashem as an awful God. And now in modern English, that also sounds pretty bad. But uh, the word awful is really the same shorish as the word awesome. And the two words are basically synonymous intrinsically, which is to say that it's not necessarily intrinsically negative, but it is something that is awe-striking. It is something that is awe-inspiring. It, ha- it gives you this breathtaking feeling of this perhaps shock, this hesitation, this reverence, this fear, but again, not necessarily like the fear of a monster, like the fear of something hiding in the closet, um, but it, it, is, it is a real fear of perhaps what will be next, uh, a fear of the unknown in a certain sense. And that, 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 that does not necessarily mean something that is negative. It is a time of anticipation, perhaps. But that's, that, that being said, there is a certain attitude that is ascribed to these times, namely the days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which are coming very, very soon and now under a month for, for both of them. And so on the one hand, we think of them as the Yomim Narayim. And uh, this is, yes, a later name that has been given to these days, perhaps based on the liturgy, based on the mood of the times. We don't find the term Yomim Narayim in Chazal necessarily, um, or even the earliest we shown him. It does, you know, it's a term that we use nowadays, and um, certainly in the more right-wing circles, it is referred to as the Yom which means that it's not for no reason that it's referred to that way. And most Rabbanim today will refer to them as the Yom And that, that term, Yom which has perhaps originally been reserved for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, seems to have been extended and expanded to refer to really much more of the month of Tishrei, maybe going into Sukkot and even Hashanah Rabbah, and perhaps even going backwards to where we are now in Chodesh Elul. Now that is one way that the times that we are in are referred to. And yet there is perhaps, conversely, another way that these days are referred to, um, besides for maybe the Yemei Haddin. Right? We know in our liturgy it's also called the Yemei Din, which perhaps has similar connotations. Din means judgment or justice. These are times where Hashem is in fact judging us more closely perhaps than usual. And that's why we have, you know, in Lekel Arachdin Bochem Levavos Biyom Din, that Hashem is, is examining our hearts on the day of Din, which is, a, of course, reference to both Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Both of them have elements of Din, perhaps, some, perhaps one of them more than the other. 
but there are but we have on the one hand this element of din, this element of awe, whether it's awesomeness or awfulness, but this uh, this definitely this feeling of apprehension and fear. And yet on the other extreme, we have the days being referred to as the Yemei Ratzon, right? the days of favor, the days of chance, the days of perhaps opportunity. Right? So the, 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 this one perhaps has an, has an earlier source. We find a Rashi in Parshas Kisisa, which is in Sefer Shmos, Paraklamid Beis, Pasuk uh, Paraklamid Gimel, rather Pasuk Yud Aleph, and Rashi quotes the Tanhuma, which makes reference to the fact that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai to retrieve the Luchos Shnios, the second Luchos from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in the fallout of the Chet Egel, so Rashi tells us that just as the original forty days and forty nights when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to get the Luchos before Shavuos, just as those days or I should say right after Shavuos, but just as those days, says Rashi, were with Ratzon, so too were these days, these days between Chodesh Elul and the time of the receiving of the second Luchos on Yom Kippur, these days are also days of Ratzon. Now, it seems that intrinsically, these days of Ratzon, have, they, they already encompass all of Chodesh Elul, going all the way to the end of at least the first part of the season, going all the way till Yom Kippur. So we have on the one hand the Yamim Neroyim, the Yemei Din, and then on the other hand we have Yemei Rotzon. Right? Dirshu Hashem Bihi Matzo. We cite from the Navi that you should seek out Hashem when He is close, when He is found. And where is that? So Chazal say that these are the ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. At the Asarasi Meit Shuva, Hashem is closer. And perhaps the other way these days are referred to, maybe not from Chodesh Elul, but certainly not too early to, to begin doing Teshuva right now. In fact, it might be even a little bit late. We've got we to gotta really get, um, you know, get going. Or to Chaparain, as they say. But the point is that the process of Teshuva, which you may intrinsically look at as being one that is negative, one that is solemn, one that is perhaps scary to confront our Averos and to imagine Hashem examining our Averos. And yet, on the other hand, this is a time of apparent closeness. It's a time where Hashem is closer. HaMelech Basada, as we find in the Hasidic writings, perhaps I think the earliest is the Arizal, that the king is in the field. Right? So even, even before the Hasidus, we have in Kabbalistic works, uh, that the king is in the field. Right? And what, in fact, is the, uh, the emotion that you feel when you experience, when you witness the king being in the field? And we would argue, perhaps, there are two feelings. Right? And this will bring us back to our point of what is the difference between the Yamam Narayim on the one hand and the Yamei Ratzon on the other. Suppose all of it, all of Chodesh Elogol going into mid-Tishrei, these are all the Yamam Narayim, these are all the Yamei Ratzon. But what is the difference between Yamam Narayim and Yamei Ratzon? And what is perhaps the overlap, the commonality? And this, I believe, is what in fact these days are really about. And that is, that these days are about what you would normally feel and experience if you, in fact, felt that the Melech was in the field, 
that the king was somehow closer. If you could truly internalize HaMelech Basada, then you would feel both feelings. On the one hand, you would feel that feeling of apprehension, that feeling of nervousness, the awesomeness. If you're in the presence of the king, imagine if you would even be in the presence of, of a celebrity, of a, a famous athlete, a famous politician, or, dare I say, an incredible gadol, the gadol hador. If, 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 if in the times when he was alive, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, to be in his presence, what do you feel? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you excited? Are you happy? Are you jumping up and down? So maybe, maybe in a certain sense, yes, you are, you are, you are in fact, it's, 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 a, it's a great moment. Right? Maybe, maybe you, um, you would want to get your picture next to that individual. Right? But at the same time, how are you going to act when they're right there next to you? You wouldn't want to make a fool of yourself. You wouldn't want to insult them if it'd be a real king and you looked at him the wrong way. You would act much, much differently. So there is an apprehension. There is a fear. There is awe, inspiration on the one hand. And yet at a most desperate time, when things are uncertain, you are perhaps just lucky to have the opportunity to get that closeness, to get a moment to speak to that individual, to ask for whatever you need. And knowing that there's even a possibility that not only will they not laugh in your face, not only will they not ignore you, but they will give you their full attention, and maybe they will even somewhat, maybe even fully answer respond and concede to whatever it is that you want. You would never want to pass up the opportunity. Right? Of course, if you're a favorite celebrity athlete, politician, or Lahavdil, the Bigodal Hador, you would act differently. You would act with utmost respect and you wouldn't even move an, uh, an inch out of, out of place. You would be nervous, but you would never ever want to pass up the opportunity. Yes, there would be the feeling of no ra, but you would never want to pass up on the rut zone that you can achieve at that moment. And that this is, I believe, is the the essence of the overlap between the Yamunarim on the one hand and the Ame Ratzon on the other. There are perhaps conflicting messages, but maybe they're really not so conflicting. They are exactly what these days were designed for. And if you will allow me to, if you will join me, Bezras Hashem, in the coming days, it is my hope, with Hashem's help, we will be able to continue on this mini-series of very short shirim that connect to this theme and just show you how far it goes. The overlap between the Yom Mnorayim on the one hand and the Yemei Ratzon. And we can talk about how it is, whether through our davening, through our actions, through our Shuvat Tzfilat Tzedakah, through all of the different aspects of the Yom Narayim and the Yemei Ratzon, how we can maximize the special time of Teshuvah and tap into both of these important opposite emotions, how to balance them perhaps, and to be Zoha 
as Rosh Hashem, this Yom Rav to be Zoha and Din. So stick, stick around and stay tuned as we take advantage of an awesome opportunity. Thank you for joining us here at the database.